Hey guys, welcome back to the Empower Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. Today's menu, today's menu is going to be fueling for training. We're talking about fueling for training, uh, what to eat before, potentially some situations where you might need to eat during or consume calories during, and then what to eat afterwards. We get a lot of questions about kind of how to eat before training. We're going to talk through kind of how you might eat if you're training early in the morning versus training at lunch versus training in the evening and how you can work around that depending on when your your time of day uh, for preferred preferred training time uh, is. With that said, we are in the lead up to the CrossFit Open. It starts this week. Uh, if you're listening to this on the week of the 26th of February, the CrossFit Open starts on this Thursday evening. Uh, Thursday the 29th, the workout gets released. Um, we, w- With that, we are going to be doing hosting a workshop on how you can fuel yourself for the CrossFit Open, and that's going to be on Thursday the 29th of February. We're hosting at CrossFit Central London. And we'll be kicking off at 6 p.m. What we're probably going to do after that is stick around and, and watch the uh, the CrossFit Open workout announcement as well. Um, so the link to sign up for that is completely free. You'll be able to sign up. It's in the show notes. So you'll be able to sign up for that there. What you can also do, there'll be another link in the show notes to download uh, our Fueling for Training ebook. So that'll give you a good guide on uh, how you can practically go and do that. But yeah, workshop Thursday the 29th. Link is in the description, fueling for training and how you can fuel yourself for the CrossFit Open. The second link in there will be for the ebook that you can download and you can take away some information and go and uh, make sure you are fueling yourself for the training that you are doing. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Enjoy and I will catch you at the end. We're going to talk about how kind of a couple of things are kind of the common questions that we get, which are kind of what should I eat before training, what should I eat after training, the the, the post workout window of gains, and if you don't eat immediately afterwards, you go completely catabolic, dead, exactly, dead, actual dead, actual dead if you don't eat immediately. Uh, we're going to talk about how how to eat if you're training early in the morning, maybe some things that you might maybe might eat less of before or after training so we're going to get into a lot of that hopefully answer a lot of kind of common questions that i know for a fact both of you definitely get quite often quite often very much um so let's start with kind of what what do we eat what should what should we eat before training um let's let's start there what kind of foods what should you be looking to include does it matter does it not matter let's start there easy one yes you should eat something. Cool. Some. Done. Right, here we go. Eat something Next before question. training. Easy. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's really simple. You should eat before you train. We need fuel to get us through our training sessions. And if we're coming into training on an empty stomach, we're either going to not perform as well as we want to in training, or at the same time, we're going to have a pretty miserable training session um, as we go through. Mm. You know, those kind of feelings where about halfway through a workout, you're like, I am now dead. I have run out of juice here. Yeah. I have hit a brick wall. Literally. And we're only 40 seconds (laughs) the workout. Have have you been watching all my workouts recently? Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this, Tom. I feel like there's a podcast that you should listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, eating something is is super important before we start training. Yes. Then it's obviously kind of what that contains and kind of the the biggest factor and kind of the thing that scares most people, at least in, in my experience of these questions being asked, is carbohydrates. So your 
body's favorite source of energy. It's kind of most easy to digest, easy to, to turn into to fuel quickly would be carbs. Mm. Kind of the, the quality, I guess, of those carbohydrates is going to change dependent on how close to training and how far away from training you are. So say, for example, we're looking at four hours before you're going to train. We might look at more of your whole carbohydrates, more complex carbs that have a higher amount of fiber. They're going to digest slowly. They're going to give your body loads of really good nutrients. As we get closer into training, they're probably more likely to give you a stitch in the middle of workout. They're not going to break down very quickly, just going to feel a little bit physically uncomfortable. You might bend down to do a deadlift and suddenly fart. This might be what Tom does all the time. I'm not yeah. really Honestly, sure. Honestly, have you actually been watching my training? Like... <laughs> so I would stay away from fibre the closer that you get to your workout, but looking for something that's going to digest quick. Generally, the things that are a little bit tastier to eat. So things like maybe gluten-free bread with jam, because it's just going to yeah be quick to get into your bloodstream. Gluten-free just because it digests a little bit easier than regular bread. Aside from that, kind of white bread is a good one right before training. A banana a glass of orange juice, anything that's kind of high in sugar. Yeah. The power banana. The power banana. The power banana is my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, sort of like snack before going to training. And it's generally what I'll eat before I, I, I train. Uh, I think I, I read something when I was younger that one banana or it was like half, an hour, half a banana is like an hour and a half worth of energy. And I was like, yep, sold. Don't know how uh, scientific that is. Science. That sounds but, like science. But I heard that forever. one day and it stayed with me forever. Yeah. So every time before I go into training, I'll have my power banana. And uh, that'll kickstart my training session and everything will feel really good. Mm. And generally that will sit pretty easy in your stomach so you don't have too much sort of like, you know, to go off as you go through. There's not, not that weight in your stomach as you were training. Mm. Yeah. You, you can just keep pushing. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the power banana. I share that with a lot of my, my nutrition clients. And uh, I think we, we all... We all love that kind of, uh, that little statement as we go through. <laughs> it's simple. It's easy yeah. to grab. Like, you can be passing the shop that's near to the gym. I grab a banana. I know that if I could eat that, even inside of half an hour of coming in, even half a banana, mm. that's going to sit pretty comfortably. And it's not it's not a laborious thing to try and find. It's very easily available. And but, it's cheap. Yeah, I was about to say, they're also ridiculously cheap. You can get, uh, you know, a, a good lot of bananas for like less than a quid. Yeah. And at the same time, they come in their own little protective pouch, which is so they never spoil the banana skin. It's great. I mean, oh, I yeah. thought you were talking like a <laughs> case for a banana, like a banana you case. Have you heard oh, of I need a banana, a banana case, skin? <laughs> you definitely need a banana I need a ban- case. The so the number of times that it's such a habit that I will grab a banana to take in to have before training. But often not the best habit for me to actually eat the banana before training. Do you forget about your banana? Yeah. So the number of times I've gone into my bag and I put the banana in my bag three days ago and now it's a big brown mess. Or I've put the banana in and then put my laptop in and then the banana has been smooshed and on my old laptop (laughs) it went straight into the USB port and got filled with banana and then it didn't work for like three days. And now the USB port just doesn't dry because there's dead dry banana inside the USB port. Sitting alone in the cold, leaving it dead. Dead Dead, banana. Dead banana. Squished by a lot. You can't do that. You can't even make it into banana bread at that point. No. I mean, it's pre mushed. It's basically been digested for me. But it's great. You don't want the back (laughs) scrapings. So you mentioned um, about then kind of eating. You said quality being, was the word you used for for carbs and like Mm -hmm. kind of. Lower quality, inverted commas, lower quality, closer towards training. 
what how how close towards training would you eat kind of stuff like potatoes pasta stuff stuff like that like how close can you get to training where you'd get to a point where you kind of wouldn't want to eat that inside that window i would say probably somewhere between two and four hours to think about a meal right okay so like an actual meal an actual you'd meal want to do to out, you'd want to do like two hours before training yeah, yeah. would be the kind of limit Give it some time to digest. Yeah, yeah. So well, that you're it. not you're not running around with heavy food in your stomach, and trying to you know do a, a burpee pull up and everything's just going. Yeah. <laughs> as you go, you're going through it. And I think what we also uh, want to talk about is the difference between what we call like high quality and low quality carbs. So when we're talking sort of like high quality carbs, we're we're thinking things with a low glyce- low glycemic index yeah. that um, are going to digest hmm. slowly. They're going to take a long, long time to digest through the system. Mm. They're high in fiber, like Amy has said already. Whereas uh, lower quality carbs we're talking are going to pass through your system pretty damn quickly. We're talking mm. high glycemic food that are going to spike the insulin levels in our body. You're going to spike our blood sugar quite quickly. Um, but yeah, like full meal, don't be running around too much with one of them. But as you get closer to training, we're talking more like snackers. snack size. Yeah, mm. snack size food. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of makes sense if you're training in the evening, like 5, 5.30, 6, 6.30. It's kind of easier to do. So you're looking at your last meal being, or a significant meal being maybe like 3, 4 p.m., something like that, potentially. Granted, potentially. This, this just kind of depends a lot on people's schedules for eating. But yeah. that's where you'd want the last one to be, if you could, in an ideal world. If you were training at, let's say, 5.30 yeah. p.m., then you might want to have your lunch at, say, 2 and then leave space to have like a banana. Oh, okay. At half so past leave... four or five o'clock. Okay. For example. If you were training then at twelve, so lunchtime twelve one o'clock, which is probably one of the again one of the pretty common times for training. No one really trains in the mid afternoon time. Speak yeah. for yourself. Don't you? Well, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no exactly. one really does. No. The majority. Yeah. The, the majority. majority of yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you're training at like, twelve one o'clock, when would you? Obviously, breakfast. Yeah, I would say kind of have a good size of breakfast, that being somewhere around like 8, 9 o'clock. Mm. And then you might have, if you're having it at 8, you might have a slightly larger snack, say at half 10, 11. Mm. If you're eating at 9, you might have a small snack around yeah. 11. So you'd go try and go bigger for breakfast and then a, a somewhat more substantial snack than you might ordinarily have at like 10.30 yeah. kind of thing, if you could. What about then in the morning? So 9 a.m. is kind of feasible to maybe eat two hours before, Yeah, I would say. 6 a.m., maybe less so. There are some people go up at 4 there o'clock is in the some morning to have breakfast. They yeah, are brave. Fair. That is <laughs> But harder. Yeah. It's not impossible that you can. Not impossible. Is, yeah. But most people want to prioritize sleep at that time rather than yeah. getting up to eat. Probably. They're probably correct, I would say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unless you go to bed at 3 in the afternoon, then fine. Do what you want. Uh, Shift How... Yeah. How do you, so if you are training at 6am, how would you then, what would you say is a way that makes sure you can eat? Do you eat beforehand? Should you, should you eat the night before? What, what is the best way or what is a way that you could do it? I'd say there's two ways that you can think about this one. So one of them is kind of almost pre-fueling with your dinner. So making sure rather than scrimping on carbs the night before, making Big sure. Big on carbs the night carbs. before. Having, so like if you're having pasta, you might just add like an extra, maybe even a quarter of a portion. Mm. But just making sure rather than eliminating your carbs at dinner, making sure you have a bit in there that you can then have that energy is kind of pre-stored in your muscles night before for when yeah. you get up in the morning. Because you're not going to eat 
because you're not going to have a before meal before. You, yeah, you're not going to eat directly before, so you need to front load your it's carbs. It's like a mini <clears throat> carbo load. Yeah. Yeah. As, Imagine as you you're going to run a marathon tomorrow, but maybe not quite. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not quite yeah, that far. Three I wouldn't say kilos <laughs> of pasta, please. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> having something present at dinner time. Then the other thing you would want to think about is kind of a small portion. So, like we've said, the banana. But if you're currently uncomfortable with the idea of having anything, that could just be like, let's just have a bite of a banana or a half a banana beforehand. Save the other half for afterwards, and you can have it on the way home. But just something that gives you an opportunity to test it. The other things you could do if you wake up and you make coffee, like add a spoonful of honey into that that's just going to bring your blood sugar level up a little bit more you could add squash into your water to sip beforehand and through your workout um or have like a glass of orange juice so there's plenty of opportunity to do it if you're not comfortable with eating or like your stomach's just not woken up enough to be able to to actually face eating in the morning Mm. liquid calories are going to be your friend at that point Mm. i think for the occasions that we train at 6 a.m liquid calories are definitely very helpful. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is we're saying you should be having something. something. You shouldn't be yeah. coming into into training at six AM with nothing in your stomach um yeah. as you're going. Yeah. Like this was a big one, I think, on one of the last nutrition courses we did. And pretty much everybody said, like on the days that I train, I'm exhausted or I feel just really beaten up afterwards or just generally there was a consensus of like maybe they felt dizzy or they felt sick as they trained. I was like, okay, can we try one of these three options for fueling beforehand? And all of them seemed to do the 7am class. Yeah. And they all did it. And by like two, three weeks in, they were like, oh, see when you tell me to push my knees out in a squat, I now understand what you're actually asking me to do. (laughs) Or like when we get halfway through a workout and you're screaming at me, there's only this long, keep going. And before I just wanted to kill you, but I didn't have the energy. Now I can actually keep pushing. Or kill you. Or kill you. Or kill you yeah. <laughs> I now have the energy for you to die. <laughs> yeah. I can commit to Instead this murder. Of me. <laughs> yeah. Or like that nauseous feeling that they'd had before now went away. Mm. Like mm. where like you would expect, oh, I'm going to eat something. I'm then going to feel sick. Oh, actually, if they ate something, they were less likely <laughs> to feel sick because there was some energy to, to be able to pull out from. Yeah. Rather than just like, I'm kind of trying to grasp on like lunch yesterday. But it's too far away. It's just a memory. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so that, that's kind of a probably a, a fairly important thing to clarify is like meal timing and frequency and things like that is kind of, it's not top of the list in terms of the things you need to get in order in order to be healthy and kind of do things well. But if you are training, uh, it can help you get more out of the training and give you more return for the effort that you're yeah. that you're putting in. So it's 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 not necessarily about maximizing performance. That's not what it's about. No. It's, it's about, about maximizing enjoyment. It's about it. yeah, kind of a part of it. But yeah, it's like you guys train with me when I've not eaten anything. It's a miserable experience for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horrific. The amount of stares I get. It, 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 I can't. You're even worse in class if you haven't eaten. I'm oh my bad God. at taking instruction at the best of time. I'm worse when I'm hungry. <laughs> Amy is definitely the definition of hangry. Yeah. I can't help it. That is go down. But well no, I can't. I just eat very frequently. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're then so we kind of given some good frame of reference for for kind of when, what you could eat, um kind of what time, kind of how far out you should do your biggest meals, things like that. What then so if anyone's not really used to doing it, what can they start to do to start to maybe eat, make sure they are eating and fueling themselves around training? Start. 
I think obviously, obviously other than I think it makes it, it, yeah. I think it makes sense, but like it, it's like, with all of these nutrition things is is really hard to start. Like just same with exercise, the hardest bit is actually beginning. Hmm. But the first thing you can do is actually make a commitment to doing it, and then trying to actually start to eat before you train, make it a a frequent thing you do, make it a habit that you do. And I think Amy touched on it earlier. Start small. Hmm. Yeah, start with something small that's manageable and easy for you to digest something that you like something that uh, you feel is not too much gonna like or we could say hinder you mm. but not gonna make you feel so so bad amy gave the reference earlier of um like a bite of banana yeah yeah works really well as a good place to start from there you can upgrade to half a banana and maybe one day you'll get a whole banana eventually you'll get that sort of like confidence to then be like okay well i can have half a banana and maybe a piece of toast or something mm. like that with honey but as with everything, start small and just start yeah. to get into it. And like, it seems intimidating at first, or it can seem intimidating. And it can, like, the first time you do it, you might feel a little bit sick. But that's just our bodies aren't necessarily used to. We're used to having that that longer time, where we're used to kind of being fasted to some degree when we're we're training. And the more that we do it, the more we train our metabolism to be able to do it. Like I know I didn't used to eat very much before I trained. And then there was a day I turned around and I was sat eating a jam bagel <laughs> and then jumping immediately straight onto the ski erg. And then I took a bite as I came off of it. And I was like, oh, okay, my gut stomach's got much more used to yeah. this now. And I'll just, I won't even think about it. I'll eat something as I warm up. Yeah. Because sometimes that's just what scheduling I think the same thing to happened be. to me and Kieran back when we used to train together quite a while ago. And we, at that point, um, we trained quite frequently. Mm. And we, we train in the morning, we do some strength in the morning, and then we ended up deciding to work out in the afternoon as well because we, fitness. we thought it was a good idea at the yeah, time. The old secret squirrel program. Yeah. Two a day. Um, but it meant that we'd finish training in the morning, we'd then coach, we'd then eat, and it go straight into our training in the afternoon. And when we first started doing it, that that lunchtime meal, oh my God, I hated. I yeah, didn't want to have don't I felt, eat. Don't eat chorizo before you train. Yeah, I felt so yeah, ill going to that second training session. <laughs> and then it started to get easier and I got used to it. And then suddenly now, just like Amy, it's like I could eat straight away going into training and could eat throughout the whole of my training session now because you just get used to doing that thing and now as we we've transitioned into a a, a better lifestyle in terms of our training mm-hmm. um where we train once a day we can now sort of be like okay well we know we're gonna be training at this time i can plan ahead for mm. it but also if, if i've screwed up in my planning I know that I can eat before and I'm going to be okay. Yeah. But what's more important is I do actually eat because if I don't eat, then I'm not going to be okay in my training session. Yeah. Then I'm going to really not enjoy it. Then I'm going to really struggle. And then I'm going to be really frustrated at the end of it. Whereas if I do eat really quickly to it, I might feel a little uncomfortable, but I am going to enjoy my session much, much more. Mm. So it, it just made everything much better. And I think knowing that going into it as well, like, okay, this is going to make me better and make mm. me feel better can often be a good way to sort of like lean over that fence and sort of like start making There that. is a distinct difference in how you feel when you eat properly before training. Oh, yeah. Huge. Such a big difference. You don't get two minutes into the workout and immediately run out of all glycogen. You can't do anything. So shut down. Collapse on yeah, the floor. Yeah. I, I can't go on. I've run out. Go, go without me. Don't leave me. 
nothing left. <laughs> like yeah. the first person to die in a horror movie. Yeah, just like, exactly. just go. <laughs> yeah. So if you to, so the kind of first step, like you both said, you start with something small, uh, like a half a banana, a glass of juice, kind of something that's easy, to, even a bite of a banana, just yeah, start. What kind of time frame could you get away with with that? Is it kind of like 30, 40 minutes beforehand? If you're just starting to do it, then I would say no soon like don't leave it any later than say 30 minutes beforehand mm, yeah like if you're used to doing it you can push it much closer like you could be walking into the gym or like standing in the whiteboard brief and be able to do it but that takes a bit of time mm. um if you're uncomfortable with it like an hour to 30 minutes before mm. and then you can just kind of play around mm. with the amount that you can have so that might be half an hour before and you have half a banana mm. half an hour before and you have a glass of orange juice because obviously liquids are going to kind of bypass their stomach much, much faster and go straight into our bloodstream. So if you are yeah. uncomfortable with the idea of actually eating something that's going to be a little bit heavier, go for liquids. Yeah. It's mainly due to the fact that obviously there's less fibre in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if there's less fibre, you're going to digest things much, much quicker uh, as you go through it. And then what we're looking for is that sort of like spike in blood sugar because what's going to supply your muscles is going to be the blood yeah it's our circulatory system for a reason it circulates sugars and energy throughout the body in forms of like say uh chemical energy and then the muscles can actually do work with it Mm. whereas if we need to we have like say an apple rather than apple juice we've got to break down the fiber that's going to be absorbed a little bit slower not saying that apple's a bad idea but we know it's going to be absorbed a little bit slower Mm. so it's going to take a little bit of time to go but if you've got a choice choice yeah, yeah. like through, through the rest of the day outside of right before training time mm, choosing the apple is 100% going to be the better yes. decision but in this instance where it's right before training we want that fast energy to come in going for the juice and that slightly more processed form mm. is going to be your best bet yeah yeah. so that gives us a bit of an idea kind of what to what to eat how to eat before training uh, what about things not to eat because there's definitely some things not to eat chorizo being one of them mm. Can, are you speaking from experience here Kieran? Yes, I, yeah. I feel like you said this a couple of times and yeah. you've had a bad experience on the old Kieran chorizo went through a phase of making chilli with 15 or 20% mints 20%, 20% fat mints. mints strong strong start important to clarify that if you haven't listened to the muscle building episode yet this will be exactly what you should do <laughs> if you're trying to eat more calories for the same amount of food, 20% mint. Just not right before training. Just not right before training. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not Kieran before training. said I've got... It's I can definitely imagine. like a three, four hour before yeah. training kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> All I've got visions is now is just standing, yeah. uh, like watching someone eat just before they train. Like Tupperware, just yeah. full of just 20% mint. mint. Yeah. And some chorizo thrown in there. Yeah. Going, Kieran told me to do it for growing muscle. I'm like... You're no. going to be swole, bro. Yeah. 20% mints, chorizo, so much Bertoli spread. In how are you going to the mash? Oh, fuck, you had it with mash as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the mash that had loads of spread. And cheese. Full fat milk and cheese. Yeah. And you had this... No how- wonder I put on five kilos so fast. <laughs> And, and you had this just before you trained? Oh, no, I never no. actually. No, 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 no. A uh, couple of hours before, and it was still gurgling around. around. There was a lot of fat per portion. Highly would not recommend. Probably too much, I would this say. This was in the period that I wasn't tracking food, and we basically right. went back and forth between was... each other's houses to cook stuff. Like, on a Saturday, we'd prep everything at yours and then travel across London to mine with it all. And I didn't track. And then 
I started taking creatine and I decided the reason I'd put on weight was just bloating from creatine, not the fact that my portions had changed to be Kieran-sized, Kieran-fat-level yeah. portions. 20% and then was like, meat, oh, calorie-dense food. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And then all we did was cut out, take it down to like 10%, and all my fat's gone. Okay. Um, stop. But all my and the indigestion that lived in my body—that <laughs> is true. Also went yeah. away too. That stuff you want to eat about four days before training because it takes three business days to digest. It it's was ridiculous. A <laughs> so what we're really trying to tell you is uh, things that are higher in fat, uh, not super good to eat before training. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Long-winded so, route, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Like high I think, fat. I think a common mistake that people make on that one is like, I'll have one of these energy bowls. Mm. that's like full of it's full of good stuff it's got loads of dates and it's got cashews and it's got almonds and it's Lots got coconut and like they're they're a great nice tasty snack and they've got loads of nutrients that are helpful but pre-training they're really high in fat yeah and they're probably more likely to slow you down and make you feel quite unwell rather than give you energy to do the the thing we're about to do yeah very much so and uh like you say, they, they seem really, really healthy on the face of it. And, and they are for when we eat them outside of this sort of like training yeah, spectrum. 100%. But like we we're saying, like training itself is it's a unique uh, experience in our day-to-day lives. Mm. And eating around training is different to eating how we would do in real life. So when we're going for that higher fat option, thinking yogurt in the morning as well, like high fat yogurt, something like skura can often be can often sit a little heavier in our how stomach. How are you supposed to say that? I call it skier. But I don't know if that's You're right more either. likely to know this. I don't know why you're pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've been to Scandinavia a few times. <laughs> exactly. But Skr. what was it? Skr. Let's go with that. Skr. <laughs> there you go. That sounds that sounds Scandi. It's probably wrong, but it does sound Scandi. Someone can, someone can sp- Tell us. Yeah, anyway. please help our pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. But yes, eating something that's going to be higher in fat, it's going to be slow to digest, it's going to sit a little heavier in our stomach, and it's going to make us feel a little <clears> bit <throat> more lethargic if we're coming into something like a CrossFit session, for example, mm. where it's going to be high intensity. If we're going something like a, a spin session as well, where it's going to be up and down, we're going to be moving around a lot um, as we go. However, we're doing something like, a much longer duration kind of training session. Something like if you're training for a marathon, training for a triathlon. Yeah, you're, you're a big ultra runner, for example. We're probably not going to be able to rely on our short-term carbs and, to be honest, our long-term carbs as much as we'd love to through those training sessions that we are going to be needing some form of a fat-based uh, energy system to try and get us through that. Um, and so having something that's a little bit higher in fat if we're going for that long endurance, we're talking more zone two, zone mm. three kind of training can be a good option to help you go through those last few miles. Everyone's heard of hitting the wall in, in a marathon or hitting the wall in training. And you've been going for 40 minutes. You've been going for an hour, two hours, something like that. And you hit that point where you're like, whoa, and like, oh, my God. And then you sort of like power through, you get your second wind. And that's just your body sort of switching on to its sort of fat based system mm. where it now starts to digest fat or break down fat to use as energy and so if we're at that stage and we're running a long distance or we're biking a long distance it can often be helpful to have that, those mm. stores available to us but for the majority of us who are you know exercising just for day-to-day life and having fun with it probably best to stay away from if we want to enjoy our training mm. i think yeah. like the other group like similarly if you were just doing say powerlifting, for example yeah. or 
using machines in a global gym, that kind of thing, where the where the the strength is the the big part, but it's somewhat more sedentary. Like you're not jumping up and down, and your stomach isn't bouncing around all over the place. The intensity isn't as high. Like in those instances, it's probably not going to be as big an issue if you've had a bit more fat, more close to when you're training. Mm. All I've got in my head, kind of physical yeah. movement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's sat well, on a machine and doing yeah. All I've got in my head is those, uh, so those memes that are on sort of like Instagram and TikTok of that person, that powerlifter does like one deadlift and then it opens up the folding chair and then sits down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dream. Yeah. That dream. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah so uh, I missed you're... being an ollie lifter. It was a nice time. <laughs> so if you were kind of, if, if you were doing a form of training or fitness that's less kind of dynamic, less aerobic, less kind of less heart and lungs, less jumping around, less yeah. moving around, a little bit more static, either sitting on machines or, uh, or maybe lifting. You can get away with kind of not having to worry quite so much about it as if you're doing box jumps and double unders and uh, <laughs> lots of kipping. Yeah. Assault bike. Yeah, and assault bike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, anything else to think about when it comes to eating before training to like things to maybe avoid or, or not to eat? Having... A little bit of protein close to it is not a bad thing. Um, having a lot of protein, so like say you <laughs> neck a milky protein shake and then walk into the gym, you're not going to feel that nice. No, no. I think a common mistake that a lot of people make is like grabbing a protein bar before they go into the gym. And I've made this mistake enough times. Not that far enough ago. Um, of like, it's the most convenient thing and it's what's in your bag. And so, right, I'll just eat a, a protein bar because it's better than having nothing. And I remember being in one of your classes, Tom, and there were snatches and burpees over the bar and double unders. And I'd had a cliff bar about 40 minutes beforehand. And every time I went to set up for a snatch, I got a stitch and felt so uncomfortable. I was like, I know better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the kind of situation where you're like, why do I feel so gassy? <laughs> you're like, oh. oh that one in a hurry that I thought was far enough away was not far enough away. Yeah. Yeah, like like Amy said, a little bit of protein here and there just before you train, it is okay. Hmm. But remember, like when we are in our training sessions, we're not being fueled by protein. No, when you think about it, protein is there to help us recover, help us build our muscles. It's not there to actually fuel us through our, well, hopefully not there to fuel us yeah. through our training. Exactly. Um, unless we've gone a bit too far into the. We've gone completely catabolic. Yeah, completely. Speaking gone. of being completely catabolic. Uh, that talks about that's kind of we talked a lot about before training yeah. what to do what not to do what about after training the anabolic window where you have to eat immediately after before you go completely catabolic it's true Ken it's completely 100% true 100% true you will <laughs> make no gains at all if you don't uh, eat within half an hour you are screwed no how much truth is there uh, in the anabolic window and having to eat as soon as possible after training I think the more research they do the more it's being realised that it's not true that it's not a thing yeah, yeah. supplement companies yeah <laughs> for, for convenience like, you must but after training so that you buy lots of protein yeah. and then buy more of it because you need to do it after training yeah what's more important than worrying too much about like have I eaten within 30 minutes outside of training if I don't eat within 30 minutes I'm going to lose all my gains mm. if I don't eat within 30 minutes my pump's going to disappear mm. make sure you get protein throughout your whole day yeah, yeah. you'll be going to the bigger rocks of making sure across a day you've got a full You've got the amount of protein yep. spread equally across your entire day rather than having to worry about specifically getting it after exactly. training. So 
What we do want to do, though, when we finish training is we do want to make sure we do get at least some food in after training. Mm. So I want you to sort of cast your mind back to the Stone Age. Even 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 early, if you want, like we can we can talk Ice Age, even standard. But we're talking basically at the, uh, the point where human beings evolved, yeah, human and we beings. developed, and we were hunter gatherers, okay, and you know we went off to hunt and catch those woolly mammoths and all that kind of thing, and uh, everyone left for a long period of time, and it was it was high strenuous activity, and then we finished it, and if you didn't eat, guess what? You didn't catch any food. Your body's then going to be like, oh, God, we didn't eat anything. We obviously failed. So the body then goes, okay, I'm stressful. This is a stressful, high-stress situation. I've been working through this. I've been hunting really hard. I'm in a high-stress situation. My body's gone complete fight-or-flight mode. I obviously need to keep hunting. So I'm going to stay in this fight-or-flight mode. So what we can do is have a little bit of food. So when we finish training, we get some food in, it's going to allow our body to sort of like reset itself, go away from that high intense exercise training mode, and then allow us to set back into that rest and recovery mode a little bit better. It's going to help us sort of reduce that like anxiety feeling after training, that sort of like heightened, like jittery feeling after training. And it's going to allow us to reset back into that mode of, okay, I'm alive. I'm moving good. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not in starvation mode. I'm doing okay. So we definitely would recommend you eat some food and hmm. best things to eat, a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs. Yeah. One of my favorite things to try and do is have a protein shake after training, mm-hmm. get some protein in and then have a piece of fruit, get some quick, fast carbs in so that my body can sort of return straight back to so normal. It's convenient, right? It's Very really, convenient. It's convenient. It's easy to do it's, uh, if you plan it well. Like yeah. it's, it's one of the easier ways you can do it. 100%. Um, and then I can go back into my day maybe it's if you were going back to the office you can travel back to the office or if you're not going to eat for a little bit you've now got some food in that's going to tide you over until you can get that full meal Mm. and actually then eat the food that you want to eat that high protein meal with good amounts of high quality carbs and vegetables Mm. but it's going to just tide you over to that point but most importantly it's going to set you back up into your day rather than keep you in that sort of training mode. Yeah, you don't want to leave training and kind of leave a big chunk of time before you eat anything. Yep. Uh, it never generally feels that good after you've trained and you kind of leave it a big gap, kind of like hour and a half, two hours kind of after you've trained. You're then kind of shaking and you can't work out what you want to eat, so then you yeah, just eat everything. You just eat anything and everything, yeah. yeah. I think like a common one is people, when they finish training, will feel really sick and then the thought mm. of solid food is just a little bit much to take on mm. so often like the protein shake straight after like it's something you can just have a scoop of protein in a shaker and it's in your bag until whenever you need it that half a banana that you ate on the way you can eat the other half as you leave like it's on the face of it fairly simple um but just having that liquid is much easier to take on and again like the beforehand like often having the juice is a little bit easier but kind of the absorption of the the protein is going to be a little bit easier because we don't have to think about it too much and then that could be half an hour an hour later you get to the fridge and the meal like it just looks a bit more appealing than it did if you're like i'm really stressed and i can't think about this and my heart rate so high and my body temperature so high and just, no yeah. and then we feel sick because of food because actually having a liquid might be an easier thing for us to take on at that time 100 percent. and i think when it comes down to it the sooner you can get that in the better mm. um obviously amy said that you know after finishing training we can often feel a little bit sick but once you've sort of like calmed yourself down, you're feeling good, 
can then get that shaking you can get going i mean that that is true for things like crossfit or if you're at like say spin class or if maybe you're somewhere like uh f45 or something like that mm. you've done something that's really high intensity for guys who are out there bodybuilding it's a little easier you're not going to be feeling as sick but you are going to have high levels of lactic um within our muscles we are going to have that pumped up feeling mm. so it's still really good to get that food in pretty quickly to then help us like we say, return back to normal hmm. um, as you go. If you have loads of carbs, your arms or whatever you've trained just look jacked. And look huge. <laughs> true. Get the pump better. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're not talking like, oh, you finished your last set, a last round of the workout of your 20 minute AMRAP. <laughs> you're like, straight for the protein shake, like three, two, on time, yeah. straight. <laughs> like, it's I must not, have it immediately. It, yeah, 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 literally immediately. It's not that free. Like, you're going to have however many minutes up to the end of the class or up to the end of the session. It might be what, five? You had your cool most, down. 10, 10 minutes. You then kind of take you another 10 minutes, change your shoes. Take your wrist wraps off, take your belt off, take your headband off, take all your neoprene off. Oh my God, what are you wearing to all, train all these the fitness, days? Man. Does that know what people wear these days? Jeez, no. all the gear. Uh, change your shoes, change your shirt, you kind of your 10 minutes, so you're 20 minutes after the workout. You inside have 10 of, minutes of stretching. Yeah, it's good so you're in, in range of about half an hour after you finished. It's kind of a roundabout where you'd be for for doing something like a protein shake and a, and a piece of fruit, apple, whatever it happens to be. Mm. <clears throat> so... Like it's a pretty good coverage on on um, on what we should eat before, how to do it, kind of things we can eat. Then for afterwards, is there any other considerations in and around training that people should think about uh, kind of differently than if it was a day potentially where they're not training? Um, I would <clears throat> generally I don't. I'll start that again. Sorry. <clears throat> I would generally encourage people to kind of eat fairly similarly mm. on days that they train versus days that they rest. Largely because it's much easier to form healthy habits yeah. and have good balanced meals the whole way through your day if you eat in a fairly similar way every single day. The only thing that's then going to be different on the days that you train is that you've had that half a banana or a glass of orange juice beforehand yeah. and your protein shake afterwards. But you could still have a banana and a protein shake on the days that you're off. You just might have them together as a snack. Mm. So I would so say the, like kind of having that consistency of like your number of meals stays more or less the same. Your volume of food throughout the day stays the same and just emphasizing kind of quality of food. So more of those higher fiber, whole foods, less processed stuff that we talked about as being your four hours before training. That might just be like four or five hours apart mm. as you go through a regular day. Yeah, there's a good chance that you can keep things pretty sick. Like, I think the example you were saying there is not wanting to have higher calories on training days and lower calories you're not you're not yeah. mat, you're not matching calories to to, to out, energy to expenditure yeah, yeah you're not doing that it should be something you do consistently yeah because over time the consistency of doing it is going to be significantly more important yeah. than than the fueling around training yeah what you're kind of saying is we might need to you, you might need to put the meals at different times in the day or maybe or maybe they, they might be a, a bigger meal at lunch on the day that you're training in the in, in the evening so it's not necessarily the total volume on a day mm. would change but more that you just your, your timing might change or where your timing you, where, and distribution ti might change slightly. yeah exactly that would kind of be the the important thing to yeah. think about i think also if you think about it from the perspective of let's say for example you train on a monday wednesday friday and then on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you eat a certain amount of food. And then on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, you eat way less. Mm. That's not going to give you 
quite as much energy as you need to feel good going into that session on the days that you're training. Mm. So if we try and think of it as being relatively balanced, there's going to be some fluctuation depending on like what your social plans are, or if you're yeah. eating out, or kind of the way that your planning works out. But if that's relatively consistent, you're going to notice that then your training sessions are much more consistent and more productive and more enjoyable as you get to them because you've not got those massive waves in terms of the energy that's coming in. Mm. I think it's well important on that as well is to think about everyone comes into training and being like, okay, well, it's my training day. I need to eat all the food to survive my training day. So mm. I'm going to have a much higher quantity of food or likewise, oh, I've trained today. I'm feeling really hungry. I need to eat more food. Mm. And then they get to their, their rest day and they're like, well, I ate more on that day. So I probably shouldn't eat as much on this day. Whereas arguably what's more important is to make sure you're eating just as well on your rest yeah. days. Yeah. Cause that's your days where you're recovering. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not, on training days is you're not going to be building that muscle as much there or you know burning that fat as much there what's that's going to happen is on the days we're not training where we're actually recovering mm. that's the time where we're going to build muscle where mm. our body is going to recomp or change its shape mm. as we go through that day on those recovery days so uh, as a counter spin to it you know you can consider those rest days as eating after training yeah equally as important you, right you, you've trained three days in a week those are free training days you're now eating after training on a rest day and you want to treat that exactly the same that mm. that, that is your recovery time to go it's just as equally as amy has said that rest day is also your pre-training eating mm. if that makes sense yeah. so if you, if you want to do well in the next few days you got to eat on mm. those days too because the other thing that often happens if you then with a lot of people where they have like the, the low calorie day on the days that they're off and then their higher calorie days on the day that they're training and then say there's just another extra day in between and then you binge eat everything because you're starving or you've restricted yourself on one of the days or you're like, I just feel a bit out of sorts. I'm going to eat everything that I can find. So it kind of leads to more of that like almost mentality of I deserve this because I've done this or I don't deserve this because mm. I've not done this or I can't have that because it's not a training day. I'll wait. But then we associate exercise with maybe the the higher processed food and then we end up in that vicious cycle so if it's just kind of everything is allowed on every day mm. but we just make kind of more balanced choices dependent on what's going on so not every day we would have the big overload of food and not every day is restricted because i think that like you're saying that the biggest thing is the consistency of doing it mm. is the is, is the challenging part for making kind of change is is being able to do something new consistently or being able to continue doing something and i guess the ideal point to get to so we're talking about fooling around training specifically today but the ideal point to just not my water over it's my hydration hydration's important uh the kind of ideal point you want to get to is is to be doing something consistently is to be doing it more than you're not doing it mm. so example would be like if you train four days a week out of seven then you're doing it more than you're not doing so then it kind of makes sense to do the same that you do on those four days in the other three days in terms of eating. Because then all of those days get easier to, to stick to the same thing. Whether, you're, whether your goal is, to, is, is, is losing fat, whether it is fat loss, whether it is kind of muscle gain, whatever it happens to be. It's easier to continue doing those things if you're doing it more than you're not doing it. So if, if you are training three days a week weirdly it gets infinitely easier when you do four days a week to keep training because you've got more days that you are doing it than you're not which once you get into the rhythm of doing it then becomes easier to do so the snowball grows and the same then applies for eating if you're doing 
when you start to do something more frequently than you don't do it, it gets easier to continue to. You know. yeah. So it can then kind of then stands the reason that you should if eating in the same fashion as you would on the days that you don't train as you do just makes it both sides of the coin easier to to kind of to kind of keep doing it very much so and i think consistency breeds results right and 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 consistently comes from daily habits and it's not a daily habit if you skip out on it on a, on on a, on a day right if <laughs> regularly it's, skip it's, it's, my on this day i did it it's a habit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I I eat really good three days a week, and then the next uh, few days I don't I don't eat as well as I want to. Is that really a daily habit then? Yeah. Do I I, yeah. I, I, I train four four days out of every day. week. It's like okay, cool. Do you do it on the same days? Well, it's not as no. I change it every week, and it's like okay, well, is that a weekly habit then? Mm. That kind of thing. So it's much easier when you have a specific set in routine. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the same thing. I'm boring. I have the same thing for breakfast every morning now going to cook it in the morning going to make my porridge it's just a routine i get up i'm in uh, i it's like my hands go naturally where i want to go mm. but it's just because it's a habit and it's exactly the same i do it every single day rest day recovery day training day go downstairs get my porridge out eat my porridge that kind of thing and it's the same that if you practice consistency consistency becomes natural mm. yeah there you go this was wise, wise words. words. Those were some real that, wise words, was, weren't they? That was probably the wisest thing. That was write like, that down. That. Someone that write that down. Quote that. Yeah. Quote someone, that. someone put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a good place to finish, I think. that gives. Hopefully that's given uh, everyone some food for thought, so to speak, uh, in how they can eat around training, what to eat before, how early to eat before, uh, what to eat after, how to eat after, and then kind of what some things around kind of specific training times uh, so hopefully that answers quite a few of the common questions i know we all get about uh, about fooling around training thank you very much for listening uh, thanks for th- thanks for sticking around to to listen to to the episode hopefully you took away some stuff where you can download uh, where you can kind of improve the way you feel yourself for training i hope you make that uh, make that tr- effort you're putting into the training you're doing uh, even more fruitful than it already is two things workshop thursday the 29th you can sign up in the in the show notes you see the link there completely free thursday 29th of february hosted at crossfit central london click on the link there you'll be able to you will sign in we're kicking off at 6 p.m other thing you can do is download the ebook, Fueling for Training ebook. Uh, it's, there's going to be loads of stuff in there that kind of talks you through a lot of the stuff in this uh, in this episode, but in a more visual way, so you can really see it. And also uh, some things that you can just take away straight away and implement into fueling yourself for your training. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy, please do leave us a rating wherever you are listening, whether Apple. Apple Podcasts, Amazon, or Spotify. If you are listening on Spotify, you can drop us some questions in the Q&A section below the episode, uh, or uh, you can send in some questions. You can send your questions in to Kieran at Empower Fitness and Nutrition, empowerfitnessnutrition.co.uk. The link for that will be in the description, so click on that. If, uh, if, you, if you, like I said, if you did enjoy, please do leave us a review. It helps massively. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and catch you in the next episode.